I think inherently because you're trying to parse like a context-free grammar with a regular expression, mm-hmm. you're going to get some jank. All right. I'm satisfied with that. I just wanted to make sure that like, I don't know. I wanted another set of eyes on it so that I could verify that this is not my fault. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. I didn't like that. I want to do it again. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. All right. I like that better. (laughs) It felt better. So, uh, Liz, as as a swift um, extraordinaire... Uh, yeah, and that's presumably me. a Swift UI extraordinaire. Uh, so, <laughs> funny story. Um, not a couple hours ago, uh, and by a couple I mean like twenty-four, less than okay. twenty-four hours ago. Okay, I finally fixed a Swift UI bug that has been bugging me. That that has been really frustrating for me. Um, it, I couldn't figure out how to so for people unfamiliar for jared mm-hmm. swift ui uses a what's it called not imperative it's the other one declarative syntax and in theory everything is immutable so you can't once you build the build the view nothing can change unless you put something unless you make it part of the state by adding a a specific syntax um but it's like it's very specific what can and can't be mutated in a view and for good reason because every time a state variable updates it re it reloads the entire view hmm that's my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't reload the entire view, but it acts as if it does. So even if it doesn't change part of the memory, it uh, it still runs any like variable that does on uh, any function that it does on setup. Okay. Every time you change a state variable, so if you push a button and that changes something from true to false, your whole view gets reloaded. Right, just because it's you couldn't know mm-hmm. that this is only going to change this little tiny thing. Right. So I needed to have the UI interact with so- something that is not Swift UI, but actually UI kit, which is the old, it's not old, it's still being updated and it's still very much part of most Swift apps, mm-hmm. but it is, it's imper is it imperative is that the right word i can't remember um yes okay so it's still very much imperative so um it's not taking those types of things into account so if you and what ended up happening was i wanted to change something and it would change something else behind the scenes but then that thing behind the scenes needed to change something else in the view. Mm. But, and which should be fine, which it, it should be able to do the thing, change some logic, do some logic, and change a, thir- a second variable in the state. Right. But somewhere along the lines, I'm not entirely sure where, the first variable was getting changed in that logic Mm -hmm. which would reload the page again rerun the logic i was running behind the scenes which would change the variable again which would reload the page and which would (laughs) and it would keep going like that and it would never load so i just finally figured that out and um So, yes, I am, in fact, the, <laughs> the best at Swift UI. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I I ask this because I'm looking for someone to commission a, a widget from. Um, okay. And so I was hoping maybe you could be the one. I want a quarantine widget. Okay. What does it do? It's like the normal date kind of widget, like a widget smith. Here's it's Tuesday, October, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always March. <laughs> March 238th. Yeah. That is that the actual number? That's no, I have really, no idea. That's, that's probably really too close much. to accurate. Really? That was the exact number. What? No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. I had been guessing like less than a week ago. I said, oh, it's like March 180th or something. No. <laughs> 50 more than that. Yeah. That made my day. That's going to carry me through the entire week. I love that. <laughs> that's incredible. Good job. Thank um, you. No, that that sounds like a really cool app. So that's, would it, yeah. Would it update probably whenever midnight hit, right? Right. Yeah. yeah it, would it would just, just be. be. I wonder how much app there has to be for Apple to allow you to put it on the app store like how Mm. much of it can how much app do i need versus just the widget yeah because really all i want is that widget i don't there's no i I barely want any like color customization or anything color can be whatever i will i will rework my home screen around the color of this quarantine widget (laughs) i'm wondering if you could so there's an app called Scriptable, and I'm wondering if it will work. Oh. It has, I know it has, you can write JavaScript, basically, is the idea. But I'm wondering if you can set the results as a widget. I know, uh, what's his last name? Dan from Back to Work mm-hmm. has one for his weather station that he some that he wrote Ooh, okay, somewhat yeah. scriptable and i'm wondering how he did that okay there is an automator's form okay there's a test flight beta which allows scriptable to have widgets all right i love how when you look up javascript date math the very second thing is date hacks <laughs> you can get other coronavirus-related numbers, too. This person uh, made... <laughs> oh, no. This is awful. Oh, I don't... I do not want a, a real-time oh, dashboard on my home screen. <laughs> that is bad. Unless I was Anthony Fauci, I would not want a real-time dashboard <laughs> on my home screen. Oh, no. This one just gives you an XKCD comic. That's not bad. That's not bad. And then you have another one. You do stacks, and so you can swipe to the next one in the stack, and that's the alt text. Mm-hmm. That would be great, actually. Think it. <laughs> but if you can't get this to work, I will. I will make an app and put get you on a test flight. Okay, because it need should to be buy pretty an simple first. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Um, I keep thinking about it. I, it does not there's one thing in the last two weeks that i've been like oh yeah i kind of want an iphone and it's drafts i just want to have drafts on my phone my doorbell rang scary maybe it's food maybe they brought free food <laughs> they didn't bring free food <laughs> if they ring it again i'm gonna have to go get it but i'm not okay. i'm just gonna speak quietly so they can't hear me Maybe they're trying to sell Girl Scout cookies. I don't want Girl Scout cookies. Not free food. It's not free food. Nor do we... I don't even get it now. I have to wait for the order. Is that how that works? I don't know. I've never sold Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) 
Fair. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, there's not a whole lot that I'm like, ooh, I really wish that I had an iPhone. You'll, I imagine you'll get there eventually. Next time you crack your phone or something, you'll just uh-huh. get an iPhone next time, I assume. Yeah. Makes sense. I do like that MagSafe. It'd be so satisfying. Yeah. That's all sound. But then I would need to, like, I'm kind of considering <laughs> what I would do is drill like countersink it into my nightstand uh-huh. and then duct tape a layer over it. Cause otherwise when I pick my phone up, then the, the magnet will pick up too. Sure. And what why, are you duct, why are you duct taping it though? The duct taping over it. So it's one flat surface. And so when I pick my phone up, the the magnet that tries to come with it has to fight against the duct tape to come with my phone. Aren't you counter aren't you screwing it into your No. I'm just thinking like make enough of a depression in the nightstand that I can oh, sink the Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well if you're gonna if you're gonna drill into your night or if you're gonna like carve your nightstand uh-huh. then you might as well just like I don't know get something more secure than and look something that looks better than duct tape <laughs> plywood i mean if it's thin enough yeah or like you know how ikea does the like the screws that just kind of turn and catch another screw yes something along those lines with the mechanics of that so you just kind of like put the thing in you Mm -hmm. have two little edges that you can twist and have them come up or even one really if Mm -hmm. you have it snug enough i could just yeah have the one on the outside like a little dial Mm -hmm. that just presses a friction pad in Mm -hmm. and i just would have to make sure i never dial it in so hard that it like smushes the MagSafe charger. You're careful. Hey, I want to introduce you to a YouTube channel that I have really been enjoying recently. Okay. Uh, This made me think, this conversation made me think of it. Just over-engineered, fantastic wonderfulness. Um, I got a, I think it's, it's made here or something. No, that doesn't sound right. Okay, I'm going to go to YouTube, and I've been getting a lot of recommendations from that channel, so I assume I will get stuff made here. Mm. Haircut. What? That's that's the first thing that comes up is... Yes, I let a robot cut my hair. Is I am so good. I made a haircutting machine. Okay, this is working... He's done stuff with Smarter Every Day. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Um, I recommend the Basketball Hoop series. Steel Toe Crocs. I like it. It's a, it's a very uh, understated humor that I really like. Mm-hmm. And also like... He explains the process of engineering these incredible machines, and it's inspiring. Makes me want to build things. Mm -hmm. I have a new uh, to-do-ist task uh, centered around embedded computing. Um, So eventually, you know, one of those will just do itself, and then I'll (laughs) I'll know a lot about embedded computing. (laughs) Get a... Get one of those giant textbooks about it. Uh-huh. Embedded computing for dummies. Read that, and then you're off to the races. Yeah. I think probably first I'd have to make an OmniFocus project for it. But before I can do that, I'd have to get an iPhone. So I had OmniFocus. <laughs> you see where the problem lies. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, no. Spend $1,000 plus, was it 50 for OmniFocus? 
as a like mm-hmm. as a ratio to iPhone costs. That's basically nothing. Well, I'm just kind of thinking whatever the cost of the iPhone is, mm-hmm. there will also be. It's just like I'm buying a phone and also the stuff to go with the phone, right? OmniFocus is like an accessory for my iPhone. Yes, it's just like a case. Right. Protects your phone. Uh-huh. It's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Put a task, make a task, make a project for not dropping your iPhone. Then just don't <laughs> buy a case. <laughs> you can make it like repeat daily and really and feel like you're accomplishing something. Mhm. That's my so that's my request for an app. It should be fairly simple. I've never made a widget before, but how hard could it mm-hmm. be? I'm just trying to think about like what other widgets I would even want. Static text that says life's a bitch. It's my favorite widget. <laughs> that is not a bad widget. The news widget is awful. I, Not because it's has bad functionality, because I don't uh-huh. like looking at it. Yeah. And I don't recommend it. The, the news is awful, and so it's not the widget's fault. Mm-hmm. I made a shortcut that keyboard matches for me, and I put that in a widget. So you hit the... Hit, hit the keyboard mash button, uh-huh. and then it copies a keyboard mash. I want to be able to put widgets in the command center. That's not true. But I do want to be able to put shortcuts in the command center. No. <laughs> you get a very set amount. Also, if you want HomeKit, then it takes up two rows, even though you only have two smart outlets. Uh-huh. And then it's just shadows of the, the home kits that could be. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. It's yeah. terrible. And yeah. you can't get rid of it. It's awful. <laughs> Apple. Are those the smart outlets that got hacked in like 2015? No, these are new smart outlets. Okay, good. They didn't get hacked. I unplugged them before they could. Because <laughs> they had the potential. The smart outlet that like you yourself hacked and decided was not worth it? Yes. It was funny because I I hacked it in order to do something with it. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this could work for someone else's. <laughs> Good times turning on and off random people's Wemos. So I probably would not have my, my widget say, life's a bitch. Um, cause I know that, right. I've already internalized that. Oh. Um, and I would much rather that my widget say something that I feel like I still could, could use some internalizing. It's a good point. Right? Like a, like a mantra, a mantra. A really... widget. Why didn't I, I, I spent <laughs> too long. <laughs> okay. So first I tried to like make autumn of cool elf, my screensaver, on the on the Apple TV, that didn't work very well. Uh-huh. Um, I tried, like, putting it on my fridge and, like, I don't know. I just don't look at it very often. So I just put sticky notes everywhere so that I remember. Like, I'm really trying to, like, because I forget it. I forget yeah. that I'm trying. Yeah. Why didn't I think about making it a widget? Uh-huh. That, that's a much better spot for it. Sorry. That's yeah. me realizing I'm, that I'm dumb. I'm glad. believe me i get it i have like five sticky notes just in a horizontal line across the mirror to say like hey don't pick at your face and i like have a shocking ability to look in between them so that i can pick at my face um but they're there as a part of my my semesterly theme semester is the wrong word nope my seasonal theme of self-care. Um, and maybe I do want to put more sticky notes other places. That's not really a thing that I had considered, but uh, is not a bad idea. Huh. Yeah. 
they're just easy to take down if you have company or something and you don't, don't want to have to explain uh, why you have self-care in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't forget. And, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's important. Mm-hmm. Self-care. We need a way to verbalize parentheses. Any thoughts? <laughs> disagree. <laughs> I disagree with that one. <laughs> Purely from a like microphone standpoint. I'm kind of against words that have P's in them because the plosives are bad for microphones. Uh-huh. Does my pop filter not do a great job? No, I'm sure it does a fine job. It's just like we could eliminate the need for pop filters if we just removed plosives from the language. Oh. Obviously. I was trying to do one of those things like the poem that they don't use a letter E in, but a, a sentence where I said I agree and didn't use plosives, I guess I agree in and of itself counts. But I couldn't say yes. That's got a plosive. Regardless, um, I got to like roll back the stack. We were talking about post-it notes because I was talking about parentheses self, parentheses care, and then I got sidetracked thinking about parentheses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not want to have the, the parentheses self, parentheses care thing, the, some post-it notes or whatever, up on the wall because, like you said, I wouldn't want to explain it to people. Because I did so poorly last time, I feel like. I feel like I did a very poor job explaining what the heck mm-hmm. self care. <laughs> I hear it now, it's such a bad noise. I'm so heavily against that, you can't even imagine. It's like like moist like it's just a bad word yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it another go Mm -hmm. uh and i'm gonna pull up my my document there's no manifesto still but there are more thoughts than last time good good Um, i'm excited so basically 24 7 you can take out a couple hours when they're in class but besides that my partner and i are in the same it's like two rooms and then a kitchen and then a bathroom. Um, okay. But mostly two rooms that we share between us. Uh, and so a lot of times I find it fairly easy to care for them and to notice when they might be thirsty or be like, hey, you probably need some food. Um, and I don't want to stifle that necessarily. Um, okay. And so that's the care part. That's the, the self is quiet and the care is loud. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so what I want to get better at is not ignoring the care, but elevating the, the self-care part. Okay. Um, so for as many times as I do that quiet self, loud care, I also should do things that are loud self-care. Um, and so that's what the, the parentheses are all about. Is, is making sure that there's a balance between the self and the care. Nice. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Thank you. Also, I do not know what self-care looks like. I was scrolling around today, and I was like, oh, maybe this is a list of things that are self-care, but it's really hard to find the line um, between self-care and oyster forks. Oyster forks? <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast about Princess Diana, so I'm thinking about oyster forks more than I would be otherwise. Um, but this list has like to take precautions to protect your skin from UV radiation. Sure. Good idea. Uh, I check my annual credit report just feels like you're just like, like it's this whole weird big rule. I didn't explain oyster forks. I just said, I'm listening to a podcast about princess Diana and didn't actually explain it. Did I? Is it you're on about? Yes. Good. That it doesn't matter what fork you use for an oyster. If you use a different fork and you get the oyster out faster, then that's an oyster fork, baby. 
and so if the there's a lot of rules and structures and expectations mm-hmm. around well when you eat oysters at, at whatever saint james's feast then you've got to use this particular kind of oyster fork um that's not self-care <laughs> No. Is what I'm thinking. And so things from this list that are like, I have a five-year career plan. I check my annual credit report. Um, That's not self-care. I disagree. Are not particularly self-care. Um, they're just like oyster fork. Mm-hmm. They're just like, do I know which fork to use when I'm eating a salad at a fancy restaurant? That's not self-care. I I would say it, this is not this is not taking anything away from your point. I totally uh-huh. agree that these are like not self care, but I don't think they're quite the same as an oyster fork because like I don't know. Once in a while, you might want to check your credit. I don't think that's a like a uh, uh like uh what's what's the word I'm looking for like over the top uh or unnecessary thing to know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember your other examples, but I, they didn't strike me as like, okay, this is never going to come up, nor like, uh-huh. is it, if it did come up, would it be a huge deal if I didn't know it? Because like, it's not a huge deal if you don't know your credit, but I mean, it's not. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think it is either the same distance from self-care as oyster fork is in a different direction or it's a different distance but the exact same direction i can't quite tell (laughs) um because it's princess diana had to worry about oyster forks not because of anything besides that like the paparazzi would see her using the wrong fork and be like come on now you got to use the right fork in the same way that fico or whatever is going to be like come on now you ought to know that you can't cancel your credit card uh, that you paid off because then you now you have less credit even though it's a good Hot thing that you that paid off your credit card but you can't cancel it because that's against the uh, rules that's a bad credit is a way for you to always be in uh-huh. debt to credit card companies like it's you would get good credit if you always paid off your credit card bills but if you yeah. don't use credit cards at all, then you have bad credit, despite never being in debt to them. You want like short-term debt, right, to get good credit. And the people who come up with the rules for what is good credit and what is bad credit right. are the people who would benefit from you being in debt to them. <laughs> okay, I, I can, I can, I can feel the sniper. Yeah trained on my forehead at the moment um so i'm gonna stop talking about this no one no one's allowed to know sort of cut that out (laughs) and so like in a in a similar way having a five-year career plan um i can see where that's useful yes um but it also is very much how well do i play inside of this system So in a similar way, as I've kind of gone around and looked at things that are like, here's a list of cool self-care things. And you're like, you're a tea company. So it kind of makes sense that brew a cup of tea is number two on that list right after sleep ever. Duh. And the sleep ever was also an ad for their sleepy time tea. I should mention. We have to stop telling corporations about about the things we're trying to do to make ourselves happy they're just gonna keep trying to exploit us (laughs) i guess it is kind of like wendy's on twitter self-care company or tea company self-care is like wendy's on twitter exactly and if you don't know what we're talking about you're a boomer and or a corporate shill (laughs) (sighs) there's also some that feel like uh like, there was one that was, I do not seek attention, which feels like when old men comment on podcasts and say, like, her voice is too shrill, and she says like too many times in a sentence. That was a very good tweet. Like, it... Do you, are, oh, sorry. I thought we were referencing the same thing. 
There's a tweet? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sarah from You're Wrong About posted okay, yeah. a comment saying that said basically exactly that. Uh-huh. I knew there was a reason that was in my brain. And so, like, sure, probably constantly seeking attention. Not a great look. Not a great way to be, like, self-validating or anything. You're allowed to have but attention. But also... Like, that's right. not a, it's not going to make you sad if you have attention. Uh-huh. My self-care is posting selfies on Instagram so people will like them and give me validation. Yeah. But according to whatever, James Monroe's list, I intentionally screwed up his name, mostly because I didn't remember it. And so, like, duh, the answer is to look at these and think about them and be like, okay, I do not seek attention feels like you're moralizing a woman's voice. Um and I check my annual credit report is probably a good idea, but not a thing that is self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, but like definitively some things that are self-care, I'd say journaling. I'd say skincare. I would say staying hydrated. I would say sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, recognizing when I like need something or something that I'm trying isn't working for myself, yeah. um, which is I've definitely been noticing myself doing that uh, over the last couple of weeks. And so. I'm going to celebrate for a small moment. Self-care. Booyah. How how have your first two weeks of, of the theme been going? Okay, so I got down on myself a while back. Um, basically, instantly. I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to. Uh, we recorded that episode... Mm-hmm. And then I also don't have a great memory. Yeah. Um, That's what the journaling's for. Exactly. Self-care is outboard brain. I was thinking about it wrong is what, I, is what I'm getting at. And okay. I got really like, I don't know, kind of down on myself because I wasn't doing it at the pace. Because I, the week after we recorded, I basically didn't do any of the things i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and i kind of got down on myself for that um but like eventually i realized that i i don't need to do it all at once and it doesn't and and we keep talking about themes and i forgot that the theme is a direction and not a goal right and even if so if i don't get it done on the first week that's okay Mm-hmm. Try the second week and the third week, and we'll just keep pointing towards Cool Elf. We'll get there eventually. It's fine. Yeah. So has the the point in the distance that is Cool Elf, mm-hmm. or the the range in the distance, or however you're thinking about it, that is Cool Elf, has that shifted or changed in the last two weeks? Mm-hmm. Or just the the way at which you're moving towards it? I think I was actually farther away from that point than I thought about than I thought I was when I was coming up with Autumn of Cool Elf and that mm-hmm. and that realization was jarring and made me feel bad about myself. And it was unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. But I think we're more on track now. Okay. One of the things I'm going to try to do this week is get my sleep schedule back because mm-hmm. that has been, it's been like 3 a.m. to noon sleeping and that's not what I want. <laughs> no. Especially with daylight savings time, you're just going to be, it's a good time to do it. It's a good time to be like, time is just entirely fake anyway. Mm-hmm. I might as well. I realized last week that there's nothing intrinsically Monday about Monday. What? Like, this is a very duh thing, but there's no, like, you could just point at a day and you would not know what day it was. You couldn't point at a day and be like, that's a Monday. It's just a day. The sun just rose and set. And we were all like, that means it's the first day of the work week. But it's, there's no... I think... Mm -hmm. Weeks are bad hot take weeks not a good time period not a good period of time 
What would you think about a five-day week? I can list some pros for you. Please. You could choose to have leap day be a repeat, in which case every January 1st would always be a Monday or, you know, whatever, a blarf day. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And it just carries on like that, right? Every October 28th is always a, a different a snorf day. And then it's just that that leap day is a double snorf day when it happens. Okay. Could you not do That's that a with seven? No, because 365 does not divide. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would make date math a lot easier. Uh-huh. It's, it's interesting to talk about, like, weeks because we it's entangled so heavily with the work week Mm -hmm. it's hard to think about weeks in terms of anything but a work week yeah which is okay but because but that's basically the only thing we use it for like when we say like the events of this week will happen roughly at the same time next week and so how would you want to do weekends differently if it was five Probably. I think I would say two of those days would be weekend. So three work, two rest? Yeah. All right. I can get down with that. So anyway, that's the revelation that I had recently was that... So anyway, you could fix your sleep or you could fix the calendar. Either way, mm-hmm. um, that's a cool elf thing. I also have plants now, so I need to wake up at a earlier time to get them more light and open the blinds and stuff Mm. i could just leave the blinds open but i'm not going to (laughs) i don't want because when the lights are on in my apartment at night and the blinds Uh are open you could just see right in right i don't want that no don't look at me Right. Right. Yeah. I vibe. I'm with you. We have um, fortunate viewing angles on our windows that mean most of the time we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty unobserved mm. being in the like middle of this wall on our building. I see. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a good time, I'd say. I, I would recommend second story optimal viewing angle windows i think the second story part of that does a lot i think that that angle Mm -hmm. does a lot for uh i don't know exactly how the physics works out on that i know there's some things with uh total internal reflection refraction yeah and i think also just like monkey lizard archer brain ah yeah yeah is a fan of the second floor it feels like okay i'm on the second floor i have the high ground i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things i wanted to do for the fall of cool elf was Uh make myself a nice a nice meal and so one of the things i did this week was bake some bread um would you be able to share that bread recipe with me? I can make some some determinations. Like reading the tea leaves, I can read the bread recipe and kind of, hey, you're doing iPad recipes. Yeah. This bread is in different units than I was expecting, <laughs> and so I can't um, do any any ingredient divination. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, but if it was by weight... Mm. I could tell you about the tax implications of that bread you've just made. <laughs> okay. Like what? Um, well, so this is uh, something that came across my feed uh, a few weeks ago now, uh, which is that Ireland recently determined that Subway's bread is not bread. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is it? It's not bread. I can tell you that much. Okay. The fun thing about um, 
this particular standard of identity um, is that they don't say what it is if it's not bread. It just has to say that it's not bread. Okay. I don't know what this is, but it's not bread. That's what this standard of identity says. Fantastic. Thanks, Ireland. So in Ireland, staple foods such as bread, tea, coffee, cocoa, milk, and preparations or extracts of meat or eggs uh, do not have a value-added tax assessed, whereas discretionary indulgences such as ice cream or pastries Mm -hmm. do have a value-added tax assessed. I see. Uh, according to the 1972 Value Added Tax Act, so of probably, Ireland. probably the bread is a pastry or something. Presumably, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they said it was. Um, you might be thinking, what's a value added tax? Because that's kind of an important part of this this story. Is what's a value added tax? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, being in America, are accustomed to sales tax. Yes. Which is that when you purchase a thing, the retailer pays tax on it, and then instead of they say, okay, we're going to pay that tax, they just hand you that tax. Thanks. And then you pay the tax for them to pay the government. And value-added tax, it's probably going to end up about the same, right? If you're trying to raise the same money in taxes, it's going to get charged in the same places. There's going to be the same amount of... um, if the cost of everything else is the same mm-hmm. and you're just moving around where the taxes are, probably the same taxes are going to end up on the consumer. Right. Yeah. Um, but the way that value added tax does that is that each business adds value to a particular good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, In theory. So I, I get cotton and I spin it into blue yarn. Mm-hmm. And then you get the blue yarn and you make a sweater and then you sell that sweater to somebody. Right. And so the cotton that I got had some value, right, when I purchased it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I pay a value added tax on that value of the cotton. Technically, the person that I bought the cotton from is paying that tax, but kind of like how when you pay sales tax. Mm-hmm. Technically, the business is paying it, but, like, you're the one forking the money over. Sure. Um, And so, in this way, I'm paying it, and then they're giving whatever that tax is off of what I just got back to the government. Mm -hmm. And so, then, when I sell the blue yarn to you and you make a sweater with it, you pay me for tax on the value of the blue yarn. And you might say, that doesn't sound like value added. That just sounds like value. But the thing is, when you, God, there's so many steps. When you pay me for me to pay the government the tax on that blue yarn, I also can deduct the tax that I already paid on the cotton. But you didn't pay that. The cotton cotton person did. Right, but I ended up paying it because it was just a part of the price of that cotton. Okay. Um, Which is good in some ways and bad in some ways. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you kind of understand the the procedure of that? Uh, Yeah, so instead of paying, instead of the consumer paying two value-added taxes, they end up paying one. Is a benefit? That sounds like what's happening? Um, I mean, the... I guess I was thinking about this. Then you make that sweater and you sell it to a third person. And so then sure. you so would I, also the sweater, be paying... The person who makes a sweater pays one value-added tax because they can deduct the one they paid and the person they bought the, the blue yarn from deducts the one they paid from for the cotton. Right. So it ends up being that the government gets paid three times, but the consumer isn't getting charged three ti- three times that um value added tax yeah and also the thing that i'm deducting is the thing that the person behind me in line paid so it's not like the government is getting shorted Mm -hmm. anything right because then what you're deducting is what i paid the government Mm -hmm. 
And so the government gets paid for a product. The government gets paid three times, but deducts get has to give back two of them. Correct. Yeah. But it means that I just end up paying tax on the value that I added by turning the cotton blue. Mm-hmm. Which sounds good for consumers to me. Right. Um, and it sounds good to the government, too, because it means that you have an incentive to snitch on me. Because if you <laughs> want to deduct the money that you... Who? If you want to deduct oh. the value-added tax... God. <laughs> There's too many levels. <laughs> Let me think about this for me, because I'm, I'm in the middle of you and the person growing the cotton. You turn cotton into blue yarn. Right. Okay. If I want to deduct that whatever, 10%, mm-hmm. um, from what I paid for the cotton, mm-hmm. I need to tell the government also, hey, I bought this cotton, and the, my cotton supplier should be paying you this tax. Oh, I see. And so you, in the same way, are saying, hey, I got this blue yarn, and Zach should be paying you this tax. And so there's more, like, checks along the chain. Interesting. Um. Which is which is an interesting way of structuring it so that mm-hmm. it's everyone's like, incentive incentivized to yeah the easier thing for you to do the for you Zach the person who does mm-hmm. the makes the yarn the easier thing to do is the like quote right thing right which is a very good system I like systems like that um. And the tax that they end up getting is the same as if it was just a 20% tax on the end consumer. Because mm-hmm. we each paid 20% on the value that we added until it got to the end consumer. Right. Um, Which, it sounds like that doesn't apply to bread. Right. So I'm not sure. I didn't look into it. Maybe you do have to pay value-added tax on wheat. But then once it's bread and it's something that somebody can get, kind of like how you don't have to pay sales tax on a lot of foods mm-hmm. in certain states. It you know varies by what Tuesday it is. Um, but but when you're selling bread, you don't have to pay a value-added tax or add the value-added tax charge to it. But since Subway is not selling bread, but in fact selling something that looks like bread but is not bread. Right. They do have to pay that tax. But Subway says, hey, we shouldn't have to pay. Or it's, it's actually Brookfinders Limited, which runs Subway in Ireland, um, said to the Irish court, hey, we shouldn't have to pay this tax. We should get a reimbursement for this tax that we just paid um, because bread is a staple food. And so it should be exempt from VAT. And the judge said... Hey, this this tax act is actually really super straightforward. Um, if the bread has more sugar content than two percent of the weight of the flour included in the dough, interesting. So you take the weight of the flour, mm-hmm. you take two percent of that, and if that weight, that two percent weight, is more than what's in the sugar, or than more than how much sugar is in the dough then it's not bread. So I will say in this recipe, which is public, I'm not sure, like I could probably share it online as long as I'm uh-huh. not like claiming it's mine. Um, I didn't use nearly as much flour was that was in the recipe. I used maybe four cups rather than the five, five and a half to six. Okay. I don't know why. I just know that, like, I hit their, their. Uh, oh, they said like once you can't knead it easily anymore. It was more like yeah, once the dough, like if you could pick up the dough in one chunk with one hand or something like that. I hit that around four rather than five and mm-hmm. a half, so this isn't. It wouldn't be exactly on anyway, but um, so four and a quarter times four. 17 is 480 times point 
O2 is 9.6. So there is more sugar, I think. So this would not be bread. What you just made was not bread. (laughs) Cool. It probably would have been if you had done the five to six cups. So 120. uh, But you were definitely better than Subway's bread, which is 10%. Uh, 10% of the flour weight is sugar. Oh my god. That's a lot. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Which is a... I was talking about this earlier. It's a ratio, not a dilution. It's not that 10% of the dough is sugar. It's that... The sugar is equal to, in weight, 10% of the flour. Which is a lot of sugar. It's a lot of sugar. Which, like, makes sense. Have you ever had Subway bread? Oh, yeah. It's very sweet. It's very... Yeah. And so it's just, like, such a... Like, here's your standard of identity. If it meets this, it's bread. If it doesn't, it's not bread. I love that. I will say, if you apply that logic, Zach, almond milk? Can't call that milk. Yeah. That's the other thing, is, like, do do we want to... Or I guess Brookfinders probably wants to go back to the Irish government and say, "Hey, can we get a get a new standard of identity for bread?" Because mm-hmm. like times are changing, old man. Bread's new now. Bread's cool. Bre- bread is ten percent sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't want to have to pay taxes. And that's a big thing. Like, I I think the almond milk. Or, you know, like, alternative milk uh-huh. people have... Their argument carries a lot more weight in my mind because it is very, like... To me, it feels more consumer-focused. I'm sure it helps their bottom line if they can call it milk. But, like, calling something almond drink is not nearly as descriptive as calling it almond milk to me. Right. But there's no... I don't think they're trying to say it's milk tax-wise. No, and like that, I, and I wouldn't care if they did because how corporations pay tax doesn't doesn't affect me very much. <laughs> if I end up paying an, an extra ten cents on my subway sandwiches, I think I'll be okay with that. But um, but that like that's a much bigger deal for Subway than it is for me. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Brought to you by a spokesperson for Subway. Subway's bread is, of course, bread. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs brought to you by a spokesperson from Subway. So, Jared, if you have a a bread recipe or a not-bread recipe... Uh, what did we talk about? Um, <laughs> or if you have a another request for an app from yours truly. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at... 